Hello and welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we listen to and hear throughout the day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people, filled with positivity and stories that people can relate to, you may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through stuff and sometimes you need to hear conversations that have failures, successes and everyday struggles. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed through life so far, including some top tips for you to take away. And welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. Today, I'm very, very excited about the conversation because we are talking to the gorgeous Ellie Wynn. Hello, Ellie. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm loving your background, by the way. I meant to say that before. I love that we've got like, yeah, love a map. I love a map. Breakfast and she goes, has daddy been there? Has daddy been there? Has daddy been there? And then this is something that she's obviously made at school as well. Yeah, so. it, it's gorgeous. Um, Ellie um, Wynn, who are you? What do we need to know about Ellie Wynn? Uh, I'm Ellie Wynn. I am 32. I run a bakery at my house. I run a home yeah. bakery. Amazing. And I know Manny from my time at university at UCLA. Yeah, amazing. And by the way, let's name check your bakery. Bad Dog Bakery. Bad Dog Bakery, available everywhere because you post UK-wide, don't you? Yeah, post UK-wide, get brownies, blondies, Rocky Roads, Blackjacks, all sorts. And then I'm at Hebden Bridge Market every Sunday. That's my, that's my place. I'm there every week without fail. Hebden Bridge Market every Sunday. We should come and see you. Sure, that's what we so should do. And if you are lucky enough to have tasted Ellie's baked goods, they are amazing. Um, and I recently sent some to my sister as well. Um, okay. Yeah, she loved them. Absolutely loved them. Um, I'm sure we shall talk more baking. Um, so thanks again for your time. Um, what I'd love to ask you is how I usually start most of the conversations, which is what does well-being mean to you? I think well-being for me is about having an awareness of how you feel, being okay with good feelings and bad feelings, but also looking at well-being as a whole. So that's to do with mentally, physically, emotionally, about how your well-being can then affect your relationships with other people, because that's a big, big part of why I think it's important to keep your well-being in check, because the way we feel ultimately affects how we interact with other people so that's kind of the way that I've always lived my life is that well if I'm looking after myself and then I can then be able to look after other people but also if I'm not having such a good day I know that that might have a negative effect on someone else but not that that's a bad thing isn't a very long-winded answer it's great got plenty of time awareness of how you feel and all the little strings that are attached to that with like physical, emotional relationships. Mm. Yeah. And it's dead interesting as well, because before we pressed record, we were just saying how, you know, I always ask if there's any topics that are off limits and all the rest. And 
actually sometimes when you're having a, a good day you can feel happy to talk about anything and we were both saying that today just happens to be quite a good day whereas you know and that's a good thing to recognize isn't it about our own well-being and our own mental health is it's just like this it's it's on a complete and utter spike roller coaster you know one day is up one day is down and that's okay mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing wrong with that like yeah. I think it was last Monday just for example was a particularly bad start to the day like for us personally at home and then you kind of your whole day is kind of just a little bit meh then yeah. not that that's not okay I remember my mum called me we tend to talk on a Monday because someone's at school I don't have much baking on so she'll ring me and it was like 9 30 and I thought I shouldn't answer this call because I'm just going to cry <laughs> but I thought no I can't ignore I can't ignore my mum because that's not very nice so I answered and she's like, all right, Ellie. And then just literally yeah. tears. She's like, oh gosh, what's wrong? And it was just like word vomit. And I actually yeah. felt a lot better for having answered the phone, even though I, I knew it wasn't gonna be an easy conversation. Mm. And I don't like being upset for my mum to hear because she lives far away as well. So, but I knew it was the right thing to do. But yeah. it was so easy, so climb, don't talk. <laughs> and, I, I, and I absolutely love that because there's so many moments where you just go, oh, I can't, I can't do this right now. And you suppress it. And then of course it's, it's got to come out at some point, hasn't it? It's got to have an outlet. And actually the best thing probably in that moment for you, even though it feels a bit grim and obviously you then, if you're like me, cause I'm the same, um, you know, we're both the same. Our mums don't live uh, close to us. Um, and when when I feel like she thinks I'm worried, she's going to worry. So I worry about her worrying. Yeah, yeah it's so true. It's very easy just to keep it all contained because yeah. you don't want your the ones nearest to you to worry about you. Mm. But with that, because I've kind of been on a real journey since I had Summer, my daughter, and my mum and dad will always be like, we can tell that you're not okay. So because we know you, we know you better than anybody. So just be honest with us. Um, but again, that's harder because you just don't want them to worry about you. But they're worrying anyway because they're your parents. Yeah. You may as well try and be as open as possible. Yeah. It's not It's not easy. No, no, it's not. Yeah. And, and one of the major reasons that I wanted to talk to you as well um, on the channel was that ever since I've known you, you've always been someone who I think is super positive, um, even in the face of quite big, you know, changes in your life. And also you work really, really hard at looking after people around you. Um, I, d I think you'd be really hard pushed to find anybody who um, couldn't go to you or couldn't speak to you and doesn't feel your kind of warmth as a person. But that's got, you know, and I straight in said, but because that's got another side to it that yeah. when you give and give and give, your energy and your positivity, which of course you want to do to people, how, you know, and for people, how does that take its toll with you? And have you noticed that being a, a really compassionate person? I've definitely noticed it since becoming a mum, because I think you ultimately give them everything, don't you? Because it's innate in you anyway to do that as a mother. But even on like the hardest days or when you're like really tired, because some of our daughters never really slept that well, and you just feel yourself like digging deeper and deeper and deeper to find to the you know the energy to be there for this tiny person so I think I've noticed it more since becoming a mum whereas before that it's kind of I don't I can't really describe it's just who I am as a person and 
when I talk about it, it's not that I'm trying to big myself up. Like there are times where I wish I didn't care as much because yeah. it's like it really does take its toll. And I read something about people that are empaths and I think that's how I would describe the sort of person that I am is that you take on other people's stuff and it's not because you're nosy or you know anything like that. It's just that you genuinely want to help. Like I want people to know that they can talk to me about stuff. Um, but I have recently noticed because I think when you've become a fully fledged grown up like I am now, which is when you meet like other parents in the playground who have got their own battles that they're facing, and that's when I've started to, I personally have had to like speak to Nathan, my husband, about it and say, I need to take a step back from this because it's taking on too much for me. Um, I won't kind of go into details because it's not for me to talk about on here, but when someone is struggling so much mentally, then they're being showing their darkest deepest thoughts with you it's a lot to take on and it's, I had then I spoke to Nathan about it he said look this is where you need to just take a step back and say you're still being a good friend but just you need to protect yourself as well mm. get dragged down um yeah so that's when I've noticed it more like proper real world problems if you will not problems mm. that we thought we had 10 years ago when we were students and everything was actually quite nice <laughs> pretty <laughs> Yeah. yeah so I've noticed it more as I've got a little bit older yeah and I think it's I think it's a really interesting point you bring up as well about the protection of yourself because you when you are you know a compassionate empathetic person as I know that you are um you do you can one can fall into the fixer category and and you want to make everything right and actually sometimes there's a point at which you have to say this isn't for me to to take on anymore and especially when you mentioned there that um uh people have maybe confided some darker things you know for you it's um especially some training that that i've done which i found really helpful um with mental health first aid for england which was that you know you 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 listen and you hear and and it's not for you to give the advice because you're not necessarily qualified in that area but being able to signpost people to what they need is the most helpful thing to do um, because you know you have to both protect them and yourself from from that so you can kind of see where those kind of barriers are exactly yeah, you kind of just think this is too much for me and it's not yeah. that you're a bad friend it's just that you you want to kind of not refer because that's not something that i could do as a friend but just kind of yeah things that are going to yeah. help yeah, my, my family did for me when they could see that I was struggling. They said, "Well, just you know, just go to the doctor, just go and have a chat with them." And mm-hmm. and we, you know, I'm quite open to talk about medication and things that I'm on. So you know, I take 50 milligrams of sertraline every day, and that's only since April of last year. And I would say that's taken me what, like, nearly five, six years to finally speak about the fact that I've struggled mm. since having a baby. Like if someone had said, go to the doctor when Summer was like six months old, I'd be like, no, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Whereas because I did stomach it down for so long, it's then kind of reared its ugly head. Lockdown obviously didn't help either. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't really know why I brought that up, but it's just important to, it's, just to be able to talk about it more openly. I think it's really yeah. good. It's really important you brought it up and I'm really thankful um, for your generosity with that. And if it's okay to ask you about why you thought you didn't want to maybe ask for further help I don't know whether that's a place you want to go to whether that's okay I I honestly don't I can't say why because yeah. I don't I don't know I was just so 
all in all encompasses is that the right word mm. in just making sure that I was doing the right thing and being a good mum so mm. I think maybe I thought that if I was to admit that I was struggling there was then an admittance of weakness and because like I do think over the even just five six years we've come up on so much yeah. in terms of talking about postnatal mental health like the journey has been massive, I think, because I think social media it has got its awful sides, but it has got a lot of ups for Definitely. opening up conversations and people being, you know, sharing raw, honest opinions and posts and things online. Mm. Um, so the more I've kind of reached out and probably met different mums who have also had not, you know, lovely experiences, mm. that's kind of what helped me finally get some help. But yeah, looking back then, I think it was just not wanting to admit that there was anything wrong yeah really I don't know why just a pride thing I don't know maybe because I'm I'm always the person that's all right maybe that might be that's probably it I would say it's because I'm the person that's always okay yeah and when I mentioned about my friend who's been going through some stuff there was one really kind of honest conversation that we had and I've said you know I'm always here for you and then she said to me, yeah, but Ellie, who's there for you? <laughs> and we were downstairs in the hall and we were just saying bye to each other and like gave each other a really good hug. And she said it right in my ear. And it made me think actually, yeah, and just sometimes it's worth thinking about who is it that I kind of can turn to. And there are plenty of people out there, but I just spend too much time investing my time in other people. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is gorgeous, but also has its limitations and... You know, that, that will bring us definitely onto kind of a self-care question in a moment. But but just picking up what you said, I, I, I was exactly the same. And I've openly talked about this many times as well, that after I'd had Molly, I was absolutely fine. But after I'd had after I had Daisy and uh, we've had this uh, conversation as well, I wasn't. And I was exactly the same. I um I got to a point where I was offered some help and I was like, I, d I don't need it. I can just claw myself out of it. But I don't really know what claw myself out of it meant, no. you know, at all. I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was. Yeah. Don't know what I thought <laughs> I was gaining by by not no. taking help. And of course, everybody, we have to meet everybody where they currently are. And when you're perhaps not ready for that, that help, then that's absolutely your choice. And by no, by no means are we saying any route is particularly right for anyone. But what we do know is that trying to perhaps deal with going through something tough on your own is is usually never the answer and, and reaching out and, and having people there for you is, is huge. Um, yeah. yeah, that that completely aligns with with me. What you were saying. Do you know what just kind of came, kind of came into my head then when you said about going through something tough? I think it was because I didn't want to think that being a mum and having this amazing thing in front of you was tough. Yes. Yeah. Kind of around me is that I've never really had any raw, honest opinions about the, the, the crap side of motherhood because. I don't know whether my mum just with all three of us because I'm one of three girls all three of us were really easy or if she just can't remember because it was so long ago I was the first in my group of friends to have a baby so I didn't have and my first of my sisters as well so I had nobody around to be like this can be a bit shit but that's all right <laughs> yes yes sorry and since then since I've just been like oh it's just like a weight is lifted um 
to, to actually be honest with yourself and say, I don't really like this very much. Like when, when friends of mine have had a baby and the newborn stage, like some people love it. I've got a friend who I used to work with and she would have babies on babies because she just loves it when they're tiny. Whereas that first like six weeks, I just, it was hell, it was horrible. But I would never want to have said that at the time because yeah. <laughs> you've had a baby and you've, all you read is like, oh, isn't being a mum so lovely? And they're just so cute and lovely. I'm like, they're a nightmare because you don't get anything <laughs> back. They, don't, yes. they just cry all the time. They barely sleep and you've just like pushed a human out or however you've got it out. Like it's not really the nicest thing. Yeah, so I think just being more honest in your feelings is just so important. And I just wasn't yeah. about that. I just wasn't. And do you know what I find so interesting about that is that we're told, you know, so often that women talk, women talk, and the issue that men have with 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 the fact that men supposedly don't talk about their mental health in, enough is because they don't chat to each other and they don't talk honestly. Talk about women not talking honestly to each other when they're, you know, talking about babies. Absolutely. But, but, but for me, only ever about um, babies and, and childcare and, 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 and that kind of thing. It, it tends to be um, that it's all amazing. And, and it, I suppose it's just that, that whole thing of not being totally honest and, and not wondering whether it's okay to say. Yeah, actually, well, it's really, now in the, I love um, what's is it Sarah? I don't know her surname, the unmumsy mum, and she faced some real yeah. slating by other mother journalists by saying, you know, you shouldn't call your kids awful, awful names like under your breath. You're not going to say it to them, you're not going to be abusive yeah. to them, but if you want yeah. to say you're a pain in the ass, then yeah, you say it to your partner, you say it to your friends. But even she, and she's been so brave to do that so openly, but it's actually for people like you and I who want yeah. to hear that raw honest opinion when things are bad it's just so refreshing to listen yeah. to other people and there's loads of them out there now which who are doing really well yeah it's more open honest opinion about motherhood and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that that we absolutely adore our kids and we a hundred percent know the, the privileged position yeah that, that we're privileged to have children and you know, we absolutely know that, that that's a, a struggle for a lot of couples. And that's absolutely not what we're saying at all. It's more to do with the fact that the reality of it is is still really tough, but it's really not talked about. Um, and I do that's find another reason as to why I didn't wasn't honest about how I felt. That yeah. just reminded me it's because there's a little bit of people around me, not that they were friends, but that I knew so desperately wanted a baby yeah. Nathan and I didn't plan to get pregnant when we did so I kind of felt like how dare you you over there who got yourself pregnant not like it when there are other people who so desperately want what you want yeah don't have so you just enjoy it will you because yeah <laughs> yeah grateful. and then it's just a whole head jumble as to how should I feel about this because yeah. deep down I'm not liking it a lot but you should be happy. So it's real mind messing with your well, mind. Well, that, 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 um, that whole theme has been something that I've been really interested by, in, especially because this is obviously really targeted to people within the arts as well. And um, I've, I've seen loads and loads of, of things written about, you know, people who are in really kind of huge shows with massive opportunities who are struggling but then struggling to say that they're struggling because they supposedly think that everyone else thinks that they should be so grateful because yeah. they're living the dream, doing what they always wanted to do. But actually sometimes 
it doesn't matter how amazing that opportunity is or how amazing that child is or whatever or the, the fact that you've kind of got everything you ever wanted you can still feel um not not okay and you can still feel as if you need support and you know just because you're grateful for something doesn't mean that it it's perfect that there's two different things there where this whole like when people I think it's quite an old school advice is that oh well you know worse things happen at sea and all that sort of stuff is like thinking well yeah you know some people probably are in a worse position than me for so many reasons but that doesn't take away from my own problems and mm -hmm. my own thoughts and just because I think sometimes it can be helpful to think oh well at least I'm not in their position of someone that's maybe going through a tougher time but then again that's that's them you're you and you feel your own stuff and how other people believe you should tackle that it's not really anything to do with them mm. do you know yeah I I myself very well there but you get what I mean and just yeah 100% taking ownership of your own stuff um and the way that you feel is really important yeah Definitely. absolutely um one of the other really lovely podcasts that I listen to which I would definitely um recommend to other people is Jake Humphrey's high performance podcast um okay. that he does with um Professor Damien Pardon? Yeah. So Jake hey. used to, yeah, yeah. He used to be a children's TV presenter and then presented Formula One. And he's teamed with um Professor Damien. Um and they and it's not just about sports people, it's it's people who, you know, it's the opening question is, you know, what do you consider as high performance or what yeah. do you think or high performance in your life? And one of the things that Jake says, which I really, really love, is about fault and responsibility. So something can be absolutely not your fault, but it's still your responsibility to for how you're gonna deal with it. Um, yeah. so I really love thinking about that, especially when we think about um you know the pandemic and what's happened um it's it's just a great way of separating things yeah, um definitely. one of the things i was going to ask you is um about about self-care and about you know how you approach that how you recognize that you do need time and obviously you have a very amazing husband we shall name check nathan again um <laughs> and he's obviously a freelancer himself he is yeah. away a lot um, and is an amazing dad still, but isn't always there. And obviously his whole, you know, you, you, you've got your own business, you've got a gorgeous daughter. There's a lot to juggle. And, you know, you said that you're very good at being there for people and, and caring for people. How do you care for you? And have you learned anything about caring for you over the years? Um, I would say really tiny things just about taking even if it's just half an hour for yourself in the day whether that be to sit and have some quiet reading listening to a podcast anything like that is really really good just to take time away much much harder when you've got a small person in your life to, to do that um but even for me it's like it seems quite mundane but just small things like going to have your shower on the morning and cleansing your face I know this sounds yeah. like really silly no but, but it's great one of the people where like I won't necessarily always show up at the school run with no like makeup on because I feel as though my time just to put a, I don't put loads on but just like mascara is like my my favorite thing I just think these things that make me feel a little bit better taking time for myself I'm not putting it on for anybody else it's for me because I feel better when I've yeah. like put a little bit of effort into myself like yeah. I'll have somewhere around me saying mummy you don't need that on and Nathan will say the same I was like yeah no I don't need 
to do it but mm. I love it when it makes me feel better if I feel I look good <laughs> it's quite a shallow thing I kind of just feel better about facing the world I don't, think it's, I don't think it's shallow at all is what I was going to say because actually you, you you hit the nail on the head when you said I'm not doing it for anyone else I'm I'm doing it for me and that's the key to self yeah, yeah. exactly and kind of that self-love and look you know looking in the mirror and thinking oh yeah I look nice today that's good small win tick <laughs> um but I love I've got obviously the dog who we named the bakery after Cooper who I loved to death he's just the best thing ever and I love getting out with him for a walk yeah. um even just spending time with him you know stroking his ears on an evening like just having a dog as a companion is yeah. just the best thing yeah. um so yeah time with him is really important and then I also like to be able to go back up to the Lake District where I grew up and spend time there that's I always feel kind of good after I've left there mm. kind of is it, is it grassroots is that the, the word yeah absolutely yeah I love taking time to go up there as well and taking summer she loves it there yeah yeah and do you think that you've learned to be better with your self-care as you've got older although like you say it's it's harder when you have kids but yeah there's, a, there's an awareness that I have more of taking time to do it yeah you know there'd be I think when I think back to when we all lived together at uni that there'd be days where I wouldn't really do much like days on end where I wouldn't yeah. do anything <laughs> and maybe that's because I could because I didn't need to take the time to to look after myself because yeah I guess your problems just a very small back then aren't they mm. but now like yeah having a, a child and all that sort of stuff I just think making time for yourself is really really important because there's nothing more of giving yourself is there than having a baby so mm. then with that you need to roll reverse and think about time for yourself mm. I'm lucky and I've got really really good support here even though I'm away from my family Nathan's family are 10 minutes around the corner so in summer spends time with her nana like more than once every week so yeah that that helps and she and Catherine knows how important Nathan and I feel that that we have time just the two of us and time yeah. away from summer as well it's not that I I, I don't really miss her when she's not here honest <laughs> not parents love yeah. it I just know I need a break from her because yeah. she's an only child and that and that's our choice you know it's not that we've tried for another one it's just that we've well I suffered you know a lot and I just think I'm scared to do it again and thinking what if I feel like even worse if we were to do it again mm -hmm. um yeah so me having a, a break from her is really important because we have a bond like that like we are thick as thieves Summer and I and I am very much the favorite parent like we'll be honest about that as well <laughs> I think that's just because of how much time Nathan spent away yeah, of course so it's always been me and her um yeah. but yeah there is a time where I just need to ship her off to grandparents and then I can just have, whether Nathan's working I love being by myself I love it even if it's just to sit and have a cup of tea and watch the telly watch what mm. I want to watch on the telly that's yeah. that's my time and I need it for my brain yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and if you were to be kind of writing that that in kind of a top three what what would your so if someone's listening to this who is is a either a frazzled parent or a very very busy business person you are both um what would your kind of top three things be to kind of really um look after themselves so that so that they are available for other people and that, that the glass that they're pouring from isn't empty you know um yeah. i think um having time alone with with your own thoughts is good um just to kind of reflect 
and yeah having time to yourself if you're if you're comfortable enough anyway to be on your own because I know a lot of yeah. people aren't sure. learning to be comfortable by yourself is a really important skill mm. um skill as such but just just knowing because there's so many people I know they're like oh I don't want to be on my own you know yeah. I just don't like it. and you think um, what what what's going on for you to make you and, yeah. and some people are uncomfortable with their own thoughts yeah. maybe and that's something that that then we have to work to finding something different that that does suit you I think yeah time alone and going for a walk I think is so beneficial yeah. I don't even really see it from an exercise point of view I just see it as that I want to get out into the fresh air and you just always always feel better having been out in yeah. the fresh air um and number three the little things washing your hair <laughs> going <laughs> going for going for to have your hair done or like I get my eyebrows waxed once every four or five weeks or you know just little things like that that just mm. just time for yourself especially like I say if, if you're a mum or you're busy working or you're both yeah, yeah. Take self-care in in the more aesthetically pleasing way I think is still important if if that if you like that sort of thing yeah I I actually love I love that I um I was chatting to a, a friend, we weren't recording anything, but we were just chatting about just general things that we might do that make us feel happier. And she said that she hadn't, she used, she used to love wearing a bright lipstick and she used to wear a bright lip all the time. And she said she just hadn't done it for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went, I just said to her, why don't, why don't, why don't you just do it? Yeah. So she, she just went away. And then she came back and she had this massive bright lip on and it changed everything about her. And she just kept looking at herself like, and just seeing it there. And I just said, why don't you just do it more? And she was like, I've just got out of the habit of doing anything for myself. And we weren't really going down a very deep avenue, but really interesting how, you know, you people, yeah. And actually, you, yeah, it's, it's really important, especially if it means something to you or just makes you feel better anything that can make us feel better is surely quite good for us limits of something good um ellie thank you so much for today's chat it's been absolutely amazing and yeah well we could and that's that's what i'm I'm hoping it is just people (laughs) listening along or watching along and thinking it's just a couple of mates chatting and i think you know from from this conversation i'll take forward just the, the, the honesty that probably we all need to have a little bit more of and not being scared of that but also knowing when we reach kind of our limits of of how we're able to support others but also ourselves and and just taking a bit more time so thank you so much for that oh, you're welcome. I've really enjoyed it it's been lovely oh thank you Thank you for being part of this Wellbeing with Manny community. It really means a lot to me that you can spare some of your precious time to listen to these conversations. Please share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations. And remember, talking is key. Who will you have a conversation with?